0: hi everyone welcome back to behind the timeline the podcast where we examine pop culture in films television and books across the ages as always we are your hosts Lindsay and scott if you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks be sure to leave us a follow on instagram at go behind the timeline check us out on twitter at behind timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts additionally links to our patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast and now on with the show I fucking hate this. Dude. I'm sorry
1: to <laughs> do that to you. I just
0: I'm so upset right now. Have I seriously been using that wrong my whole life?
1: Yes, and I haven't called you on it, but you use it wrong all the time. Why do you not do it? Okay. <laughs> because I don't because I call you on so much. I have to pick my battles, Scott. No, you don't. You so, pick every battle. Some of no- That's I what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Here. I don't pick every battle. I let that one slide.
0: No, I need you to pick every battle. I now I'm, oh damn it. OK. fuck.
1: You have the, <laughs> there are the, there's like a handful of things that you like consistently use incorrectly that I haven't called you on, and it cracks me up. like little need shit you to start doing it.: Penultimate is-, is one of them. The other one is um, uh, acronym I think you use wrong all the time.: um,
0: I hate this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Whew.
0: All right, let's do this. Why are we here?
1: We're here. Hello, because- Lindsay. Hi, Scott. <laughs> we're back. We're we always it's say the that timeline like we're- like we're all over the timeline. We're not here every. Week.
0: I know, like we're not here every fucking week.
1: Dude. Yeah, we are back to the timeline, though. This is our first timeline episode in like two months now. I it think is since two we've months. been doing the boys, and we had multiverse of madness, and we had Thor, Love and Thunder, and we're like back in the '80s again, which is kind of surreal, right? I'm like, oh yeah, this is what this podcast is about.
0: Yeah, I forgot that's what we were doing here. <laughs>
1: like- yeah. <laughs> took like an extended break but we but did. we're back we're back and I know Scott was like super super stoked about this one not that I wasn't but this was like your
0: this is one of my favorite movies of like my childhood like we've already done Raiders of the Lost Ark Temple of Doom obviously and growing up like I didn't really care about Temple of Doom I just remember it being like the worst one but this one was this one was funny it had Sean Connery in it it um it was like this actual like plot I could follow where I didn't really understand like what they were going after with the Ark of the Covenant and like the staff and shit like that. And then the Temple of Doom, I just don't fucking get that plot. Like if I had to watch it as an adult and I finally understood it, but like a seven year old me who was watching this in this, I'm like, Oh, they're looking for the cup that gives you everlasting life. That fucking makes sense. Cool. Oh, the Nazis are bad guys. All right. Right. You know, but no, i fucking loved this movie, man.
1: It was definitely the best of the three yay i will give you that for (laughs) sure this was the best indiana jones movie that we have watched um it still wasn't like i didn't feel and i haven't seen this movie right i just but i remembered nothing of it so i um in fact it seems to
0: be our theme of the 80s by the way
1: yeah that like technically (laughs) i've seen a lot of these movies but not really but you know i this this was definitely no back to the future you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was. So, I kind of want to watch that again. Like I've been thinking about watching that. I know the movie was so that. good, um, and also, it was no just so. You guys kid. know,
0: like I know that's. So that's what I was gonna say. Just so you guys know, almost daily, Lindsay and I check it on like what our most popular episodes are, like of all time, and. Somehow, Back to the Future is like one of the most ex- like most listened to episodes we've ever had. I think it only got beat by The Wheel of Time, uh, one through three and Multiverse of Madness, uh,
1: Multiverse of Madness, and I think our Christmas episode. It's for sure the highest on the timeline, though.
0: Yeah, um, it and is. It,
1: and I'm like, I get it. This movie is awesome yeah but it's it's unfortunately not the one we're here to discuss, so tell me about who made Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade Scott This is, is
0: like most excitedly one of our last three films in the eighties. It is just to give you guys a little clarity. It is also the first of the last three movies in season two. uh we will be ending season two with the start of the nineties, and I'm very excited about that in is too I know however, yeah. this movie. So again, we are reintroduced to the direction of Steven Spielberg. The film was written as the finale of Indies Adventures by George Lucas and Menno Mayhas, uh, with screenplay assistance by Jeffrey Bohm. Again, we are retreated to the smoke show of Harrison Ford, who I absolutely love all mm-hmm. the time ever. John Rhys-Davies, who I additionally also love all the time ever. Uh, Allison Duty, LOL. Uh, and the always wonderful Sean Connery, as I said uh last crusade is not only the penultimate example of a great final act in a trilogy but it's the absolute champion of every indiana jones property ever like even young indiana jones which this actually helped george lucas to create was the tv show young indiana jones but yeah i'm gonna let me hit you guys with a let me hit you guys with a plot real quick Um, we find our smoldering smoke show of a hero in 1938 amidst the turmoil of the yet fully engaged second world war approached by the wealthy walter donovan to assist in the excavation of the infamous holy grail indiana jones is forced into action upon learning that donovan's former project leader indiana's own father henry jones has gone missing now here's like my biggest issue right off the bat And I noticed this the last time that we were doing this with um, where to find movies like that we can stream or like where to stream them or whatever. This movie says it's available on Hulu, but it's not. You have to have Hulu live. Same with Paramount or not Paramount Plus, but same with Showtime.
1: No, but actually to back you up on this. Also Paramount plus my Apple TV said, open this in Paramount plus it's on Paramount yeah. plus it's fucking not unless it I isn't. was just glitching all day. It is. I think it probably used to be, but it's yeah. not on Paramount plus. I actually had to rent this through the like Apple TV. Yeah.
0: I had to get it off of Amazon. Oh, and that's the other thing. Like you can rent it on Vudu, Apple TV, Amazon prime.
1: Sure. But for free, like streaming but in a streaming service that yeah. you're paying for. Not now. so much. None of the Indiana Jones are. And they were Paramount plus. I even checked our old friends to and uh and whatever that other one is that like randomly is like free tv like there's like cnn there's i'm like
0: there's nothing man like there's nothing here but yeah
1: indiana jones is nowhere i had to pay for this
0: yeah it, it 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 sucks like i feel like now that we're gonna be getting into the 80s we're coming slowly out of the the or now we're getting into the 90s we're coming out of the 80s like we're gonna be okay with being able to find these movies a lot more readily but for sure it is really annoying. I'm actually kind of surprised this is not on Disney Plus. Like, I actually am kind of like shocked this is not on Disney Plus or Paramount Plus. It is a Paramount movie. How is it not just always on Paramount Plus?
1: Clearly, it used to be. Like, what happened is my question. Yeah. Like, why? And I didn't Google this yesterday, so would you, we're just going to leave it as a mystery. Even though I'm sure the information is available to us, Zoid we have Scooby. the technology. Yeah, but I'm not gonna look it up. But for I don't know what happened to take it off of Paramount Plus, and maybe who knows? Maybe in the thing that we're not bothering to Google, it is working its way over to Disney or something like that, and somebody else has the rights, and something changed because, or maybe it just was glitching. But um, it was annoying and weird not to get it on Paramount Plus yesterday.
0: To the timeline.
1: To the timeline.
0: To the timeline. Lindsay, hit me with the year.
1: The year is 1989, and in this year, George H. W. Bush is sworn in as the 41st president. The Berlin Wall is brought down in November, and the San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 23.
0: It's 23, yeah. I honestly only put that in there a because my family is from Ohio, but also b the Bengals lost the Super Bowl this year, so I thought it was just like really funny to throw it in there.
1: Yeah, that they won in 89.
0: No, they lost. They lost oh, the thing.
1: So. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I know. Sports ball. I was like, and Woo! we just put a bunch of... I know that I read it, but it doesn't mean that I know, I know. what it That's said. That's actually
0: why I made you read that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they also lost. Uh, this time is the takeaway. Anyway, Rain Man won everything at the Oscars. Um, Best director, actor in a leading role, and a couple others. Um, Last Crusade was nominated for three Oscars, including Best Original Score best sound and best sound effects editing but it only won for best sound effects editing um tell me about the top grossers.
0: so the top grossing film for 1989 actually was our next film coming up uh is tim burton's batman and tim burton's batman came in at 251 million overall Whereas Last Crusade came in close second, just under two hundred million at one hundred ninety-seven point one million to be exact, which I didn't hundred percent check, but I believe to that time it was the most, or it was the highest-grossing Indiana Jones film of all of them. Like, and I believe I'm including King of the Crystal Skull on that. But yeah,
1: nice segue. Because I know it uh, is a great
0: segue. Um, there is a sequel to this movie. And I kind of want to treat it like a we don't talk about Bruno situation, but <laughs> I, I also have to do right by Lindsay. Um, and she has not seen this movie. So for almost 20 years, we had peace. We lived in a world free of the nefarious lurkings of a new Indiana Jones film. Lindsay is very familiar. She's more familiar with South Park than I am. So she knows all of the jokes about like what George Lucas and Steven Spielberg did to Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out in 2008. I actually can't believe it was that long ago. I know, know, huh? Um, And it... Yeah. Rest assured, you guys, we will have an episode on the review of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We will get to the 2000s eventually. (sighs) For some reason. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just... There's... We already mentioned it when we talked about the first Raiders, um, but it does have presence in the Disney parks. Again, this isn't a Disney movie, but it is one of those collaborations that Disneyland had done alongside Star Tours. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it as far as Indy's presence elsewhere. Um, let's get into the movie. Let's just get, get to the movie. Um, so, like I said before, this actually helped George Lucas write young Indiana Jones, or like get the idea for you know for young Indiana Jones, and this has to be one of the greatest prologues in film history I think I've ever seen
1: little cold but, open
0: yeah, the little the whole it explains everything like it gives you all the info. How did he get the whip? Where did the cut from come from? Why is he so fucking afraid of snakes?
1: It's the little prologue that could.
0: It is. It just does keep going.
1: Yeah, it was very sweet. Like I really, I liked. I have consistently enjoyed the opening act. And the opening minutes to all of the indie films better than any everything that comes after it. Act one of an Indiana Jones movie is yeah. where the good shit takes place, <laughs> sort of to an extent. Like I there's I have a lot of issues with this as a franchise that we're gonna address as we go. Like while saying that I did enjoy this. Like I had a good time watching this, but man, they are yeah. not without their faults. But I, I really liked just this opening and just like the conviction. Which with like young Indy is just like that artifact belonged in a museum. Belongs in a museum. <laughs> and that is for everything we see, it's like he's on like a Boy Scouts trip and he like sees these dudes uncovering this artifact and stealing it. And he's just like, That belongs in a museum. I'm not having it. And just puts himself in like <laughs> yeah, deadly danger for, for for and he knows nothing about it. He doesn't know what the artifact is, right? No, he, he, does. Just, he just knows like
0: exactly what it is. He tells the fat kid with the trumpet.
1: He knew what um, it was. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, he's that like, that's he a Cross of Cortez.
0: It was given to him by the Spanish court in like 14 something or whatever. And the kid's okay. just like, I don't care. What are we doing in this cave? Can we get the fuck out of
1: here? And he's like, No way. We have to get that to a museum. And I'm like, And I just, I'm like, What? Like, he genuinely almost dies screaming about how it needs to go to the museum. Like, yeah. I just, I understand that it's like, his dad and his whole like family whatever and it makes sense that he knows what the thing is but it's just like he's still worried about like this one cross 40 years <laughs> later like what a maniac like he's and he says when he's on the boat in the like after it moves out of young indie and it moves into like uh current indie rescuing the same cross oh, a little yeah. m- his mcguffin for act one um And he's just like, it deserves a place of honor in the Spanish wing. And I'm like, what are you still doing? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) You tracked this thing across the world for 40 years.
0: The fucking one dude, like, claps back at him, too. He's like, it belongs in a museum. And the dude's just like, so do you. Yeah. It's like, yeah <laughs> you actually do, bro. Like, what are you out here, like, James Bonding this shit trying to get?"
1: Or No, stuff. and it's not like, like, I understand that, like, Indy's going to fight the Nazis and the aliens and, like, all this other yeah. shit over his career of adventure, right? Like, I get that, like, he's going to have, like, noble causes. But it's so funny that with this, it's just, like, there's no, like... You know, the Nazis aren't gonna destroy the world with it, just like this dude is gonna make some money and he's like, nah, that belongs in a museum and I will chase you across the globe to make it a reality. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why do you care so much? You have like mail piling up at at work. Like I just dude, he's so- got
0: girls on girls on girls at school waiting for him. So
1: funny. What I really want, though, like for like, because I know they're going to make another Indiana Jones movie, right? Like they said this. So what I really want is an indie movie where Harrison Ford is like old as fuck, right? He's like 75, which is correct and <laughs> the case right now. Yeah. And I just think he, we should just have a movie where he's like low key stealing stuff from the Egyptian wing in the British Museum and just like brings it <laughs> back to Cairo where it belongs. Like, old and that's the movie.
0: Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah. And in the sequel, he can go to Athens. And just like write <laughs> wrongs and just take everything out of British Museum and bring it back where it came from. And like that should be his whole that should be the new sequel.
0: I'm so here for that, dude. Like I I fucking love this idea, like I just, <laughs> I just want to see like a geriatric Indiana Jones in like an electric powered wheelchair with like a nice comfy blanket over his legs, and he's just like rolling out with like a, the spear of Osiris or something, and people are, like, "Yo, what are you doing,
1: guy?" This belongs in Cairo. <laughs> this belongs We're in the in. museum. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Dude, what we need from Doctor Jones. That's what I want to see in this. I loved his conviction of this, of just like. Yeah what okay so this is like the whole backbone of your characters like and like you, you just happen from? to occasionally stumble across stuff that like they actually are gonna like you know take over the world and it's right. Nazis like or it's something be but, an like, issue. but that's not like he, that's not what he sets out for any of this for he's just like oh no. archaeological discovery let's put our lives <laughs> at risk like oh my god he just the only time he it.
0: actually like of the three of them Oh, actually of the four of them now that I'm remembering I can't I don't know why but I do remember the majority of the plot for Kingdom. Um the only one where he is actually hired to look for an archaeological item is Raiders. He's he he's tasked by the United States government to look for the Ark of the Covenant bef- and find it before the Nazis do. In Temple of Doom, it's just a long series of mishaps, a series of unfortunate events if you will. <laughs> um that lands him in this small village in india where the sacred stones have been stolen and then he's like i've got to save these children oh no i've been brainwashed now but i'm actually totally fine um and in this it's he is actually just like going about his day like he teaches the class he goes into his office and he just like starts going through his mail and then he's given the book that his dad we see is writing in the prologue is the grail diary it's everything his dad has ever looked up for the holy grail and that's when he's like why the fuck would he send me this This is like my dad's whole life and it sets him on this like trail where he actually is like picked up by shady looking men that you think like oh dude indiana jones is like so screwed here um and then walter donovan who um the last time we actually saw him and shout out to Mama by the way i have to give her credit because she brings this up all the time but the man who plays Walter Donovan is also the actor who plays General Veers in The Empire Strikes Back. He's the guy who leads the attack on the snow base in the beginning. And I did not know that when I was younger. I did not think they were the same dudes. Oh, so funny. shout out to my mom. I know.
1: I'm 0% surprised that there's I know. <laughs> any connective tissue between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Like I'm like, yep, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> in Raider, I never talked about it in Raiders, but a little fun fact. A little, there's a little Easter egg on one of the wall paintings or like wall carvings is an is like a tribal carving of r2 and 3po because like steven spielberg and george lucas are like best friends so they're like they're there but anyway the best part about this prologue to me was that we get answers to like all of Indy's like quirks and stuff like how did he pick up the whip i do think it's kind of weak if i'm being totally honest with you like oh he got stuck in a fucking circus train and he picked up the whip and like after he essentially lost the battle because the sheriff like gives him the, he makes him give the cross back (laughs) and he loses. Like he doesn't win the day here. Like at what point after this was he like, Hey, I actually was like pretty good with that whip except I cut the fuck out of my chin. I'm going to like learn to master this thing. Maybe that, maybe that's answered in young Indiana. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't remember whether he keeps the whip.
0: No, he doesn't. They tell him to toss up the whip. And then the guy who gives him his hat, who in the credits is literally named Fedora, um, because he doesn't have a name. Uh, He just he tells Indy to toss up the whip right as the lion like jumps on him. And we don't really see it after that, because then the other dude, the like youngest of the gang guys or whatever, tries to take the cross from him. And the snake comes out of him, or comes out of Indy's pocket like right at that moment or whatever which i gotta tell you guys as someone who is like a lover of snakes it bothers me a lot of times in movies when the sound effect most used for snakes is a rattlesnake tail.
1: the point is that uh you're nitpicking the fuck out of it
0: i am but i do like that we get like he runs home to his dad it also does a really good job of setting up his his relationship with his dad where he like he runs home and he's like dude i found this like insane fucking thing like look at this shit and his dad is like i don't care count to 20 and Greek."
1: his dad is such an asshole
0: he kind of is in the beginning yeah
1: it's like unread dude he is like the whole way which was great no. like we'll talk about them yeah totally I but him. i do too he still was an <laughs> asshole
0: well yeah um
1: but i i thought that that was the like that's what made this movie the best one like there was definitely more like heart to it than yeah any of the other ones. And we didn't um, have
0: Willie or Short Round.
1: Yeah, correct. Although, did you know that uh, the actor who plays Short Round, he's also the kid from the Goonies, right?
0: Yes, he's the one that wants to be James Bond.
1: He is also, also the protagonist in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh. Rent this movie. It's fucking incredible.
0: Is that right? I didn't it know. is right.
1: It's right. And I rem- I realized cuz I was watching it the weekend before last at Kim's place or I don't know whenever I was watching that. And um I was like I forgot to tell Scott that cuz Kim recognized him from the Goonies.
0: Holy shit. That's actually pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, she was like that's the kid from Goonies, right? And I'm like, yeah, it is. That's correct. Uh and he's <laughs> he's really really good. He's like the beating heart of that movie. Like I again pl- I encourage you and everyone else to watch it it was unreal raka yeah. is the greatest thing so let's talk about dr jones um
0: the smoke show return mm,
1: oh my god like i harrison ford was so fucking hot in the 80s can you even believe it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes i can actually because i saw it
1: <laughs> i kind of can't like no matter how many times we see him on screen in the 80s which now this is our sixth harrison ford movie yes it is of the 1970s and 80s yep and every time i see him i'm just like damn like i just can you imagine what it must have been like to be like him or his his fan base like it must have just been insane like i bet you anything they probably were just
0: like dude we need a bunch of harrison ford fans to dress like girls in the 30s and I get I bet you anything they just yelled action and didn't give these girls direction and were just like, Okay, be yourselves. And they all were just like <laughs> like yeah, I want to get close to him right now. Like, just yeah.
1: walked into the room. Yeah, that is the direction that those extras got. Like <laughs> his classroom looks like an in sync concert.
0: It so does. And his bow tie is dope as fuck.
1: Yeah, my boy's wearing a bow tie. Like <laughs> And they're lo- the girls are losing their fucking minds, and so I really like this like my nerdiness really turns me on to this whole like sexy professor versus yeah. like a bond style character, like yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair.
1: They share a lot of the same tropes, um, but like in an Indiana Jones movie, the love interest says things like in the map section of the library, which is like I just like i just think that's really fun like in in yeah. a bond movie you don't get that right it's all about like i don't know she might be explosions found. explosions
0: like, the- and like she's never gonna get found or like the bad guy's gonna find because every bond movie follows a formula where the first girl he gets with dies and then it's the second girl that either works for the bad guy or is related to the girl that died in the beginning and- well i was
1: gonna say that most of the bond women were more likely to say something like. It's in the purse section of Versace. The, the oh, yeah, section exactly. Of the library. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Just, like where <laughs> they are, section. like what they're. Yeah, I'm like, no, there's <laughs> definitely like, it's just, it's very like. I just love how, like, for as much like Bond as Indy is, and he is, mm-hmm. he's also like, he's the template for like doctors Grant and Sattler and like. Absolutely. Professor Langdon, though not a doctor. Which I did have to look up and I was disappointed to find that Robert Langdon is not in fact a doctor. Um, but I think that Indy is totally the template for him and, and oh, he and so Langdon is. have so much in common. Like they there's no Nazis in Langdon's story, of course, because it's present day, but they do both go after the grail. Yeah. In their in their best and most famous stories. Mm-hmm. And for those who are not in the know, Robert Langdon is the protagonist of Dan Brown's novels. So like the Da Vinci True. Code, Angels, Angels and, and Demons. Demons. Uh
0: I really liked Angels and Demons, by the way. That was a really I liked that movie. Angels and Demons like,
1: should have been a great movie, like when I read it because I read all of these before I saw any of the movies,
0: oh. I
1: get like I've technically i get no nah, I was like a book fan of of Dan Brown yeah. Dan Brown lived he Dan Brown's house is on the loop in Ryan, new hampshire shut
0: up no we used to
1: drive past dan brown's mansion while we were getting high as teenagers and we'd be like which one's dan brown's house oh shit like
0: i feel like i had no childhood (laughs) now
1: but um no when i was reading angels and demons i was like man this thing is the perfect like three arc movie of like each they right there's like three things they have to stop or the priest they're saving and what and they have to like go around the map of Rome and I was like this is so perfect for a film and then the movie was fucking terrible but I liked I really liked Inferno which takes place at the um, primary the
0: prequel right?
1: No no Wait. no Angels and Demons is the prequel
0: oh that's right
1: um, Angels and Demons is a prequel to the Da Vinci Code Inferno is not even the sequel to the Da Vinci Code that's like a couple books after there's one that takes place in America I can't remember the name uh. of it I'm looking at my bookshelf I don't have all of his books in a uh physical copies. Well, I have them in on my audiobooks. <laughs> um but Inferno takes place in Turkey like at the Hagia Sophia, which is high on my list of places to go. And then the you other You guys see one what that...
0: I'm dealing with here? Like do you see how much like worldly cultured Lindsay is by comparison to me? She is my I Dr. Did. Jones.
1: <laughs> i do try to get around i also i like origins is the his new his latest book yeah from like i did i keep seeing that origins is really really good and it makes a super compelling argument about like the nature of the universe um oh yeah i know i really anyway <laughs> all right anyway let's so so we've established that he's he's sexy as fuck we talked about robert langdon here's my biggest issue with Like, even though I really like these first acts, like, this is a problem for me in Indiana Jones movies, like, in this whole franchise. Right. They suck at exposition. Like, it's so bad. I'm, like, kind of interested in what's going on, and we have a great, like opening cold open and then indeed really funny and he like escapes out the window from all these girls at his office like that was hilarious (laughs) and then it's like all right let's sit down and drink champagne while some crusty old white dude straight tells me the plot and it's just it's not creative at all it's just like sit down in this room and this guy is gonna just tell you it's the opposite of show don't tell like it's so bad i had to rewind this and i'm actively taking notes and watching the movie like i'm not like on my phone and i was like what the fuck did you just say crusty old white dude and then i thought to myself who is responsible for this because this is terrible like this is the worst writing ever the way they do all of the exposition in these movies and of course story by george lucas like i fucking knew it dude yeah. i'm sorry but i was like come on it major star wars prequel vibes like yeah. it's. There's a lot of action in the movie But god help you if you need to understand Why anyone is anywhere doing anything
0: Yeah I mean <clears throat> to be fair It does feel rushed Like when I, fir- when I started rewatching this There was a part of me that was like Wait are we supposed to know who Donovan is
1: Oh I just assume it doesn't matter That's the guy who explains the plot to me Is that who that is
0: Right yeah sure. that's the dude who turns out to be The secret Nazi uh, conspirator
1: I didn't even track that. I just was because it's just all like they all just look the same and act the same. <laughs> I'm like, sure.
0: Christ. So I,
1: seriously, I didn't even know that.
0: <laughs> he hires Indy's dad. He finances Indy's dad's ex Well, I understood
1: that. I did understand it as I, I did rewatch it and like I track okay. what's going on. I but, but what I'm saying is it's really bad. Like, while
0: you're like, watching it. Yeah
1: well, I shouldn't, it should be done in a way more creative way. Like there are good ways to deliver exposition and be like, this is what we're here. And this is what's going on in a way that's engaging. It's not just like two dudes literally just sitting there in a room, like expositing to each other and telling you the plot. Like that's just bad writing. And like, there's two scenes of this over champagne. And at least in the second one, Indy's in a bathrobe. Yeah. um, Mad
0: Huey vibes.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what it reminds me of of like an example of when like, because there are times in storytelling, I'm not sure that this is one of them. But there are times in storytelling where you do just need to fucking explain something, right? And there's like good ways to do it. And it reminds me of Margot Robbie in the bathtub in um, the big short.
0: Now that I know it's the big short.
1: I know Scott tried to correct my notes and say Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, no, I,
0: dude, I saw Big Short like one time, which sucks because it actually was a really good movie. I you watched watch Clifton movie all the time. I'm a, a lot have to re-watch more times than know. one
1: time. You should watch that movie like uh, I tr- I've watched that movie a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. But I like that when they're they narrate, you know, like they do in most of uh, I said Adam Scott, what's his name? Fuck. No, it's not. Adam uh, Scott is the no. guy
0: that plays Ben in Parks and Rec.
1: Adam McKay.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I wasn't like entirely out, like, out, in, you were there. out in space fucking yeah. up. Yeah, Adam McKay. <laughs> it's getting there. Um, there's always narration in his films. And in at one point in the big short, they're like, look, this is some complicated shit. So here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub to explain it to you. And Margot Robbie just explains, you know, the housing market. Yeah, naked in a bathtub with a glass of champagne and it really this scene in indiana jones really made me think of that because it is just someone sitting there with a glass of champagne explaining the plot but at least in adam mckay's films they're like they call it out and they, they do just it say it way. right there yeah. yeah like there's a good way to do exposition and this isn't it i just it's so fucking boring
0: dude i don't know if you remember this because i know that um like christmas carol and like treasure island are fi- are like the muppet movies you enjoy but <clears throat> one of my favorites is uh the great muppet caper about mm-hmm. the jewelry robbery or whatever mm-hmm. so when we're first introduced to miss piggy she goes to the lady who, who uh had her jewelry stolen she's like this like versace like world famous like fashion designer or whatever Uh yeah and she hires miss piggy and she's she just goes on this like minute and a half conversation about her brother where she's just like uh he's an irresponsible parasite and he steals like all my money eats my food charges my accounts and then miss piggy eventually is eventually like why are you telling me all this like verbatim she's just like why are you telling me all this And (laughs) Lady Holiday just goes. It's plot exposition. It has to go somewhere anyway. And it just like it makes me think. Just like every time I see like bad exposition, I'm just like, it's plot exposition. It has to go somewhere anyway.
1: Somewhere. Well, you know, here's an example of it being done well. Even though something is just sort of screaming the plot at you and just saying, "Sit down for five minutes while I explain to you (laughs) you what the fuck," right? Because sometimes you do have to do that. Sometimes it's not super engaging. But the right way to do that. Is uh, Jurassic Park, where they have the DNA guy. Yeah. He fucking explains the plot. And I'm not suggesting that Indiana Jones do it just like that, obviously. Like, that's like... But you find an interesting way that is inside of your, like, Indy could be explaining this in class while all the girls are fighting over him, and it's funny, and it's part of the plot, and it's who he is, and it's not just like, sit down, sir, while I explain to you what we're doing. Like, I'm just like, Jesus (laughs) Christ. So... I, you know, or sometimes it'll be news, like a news uh, show in the background of something or whatever, there's a good way to do it. It was not this. And I think that that's my problem. Kind of what the franchise as a whole is that it's like, there's a lot of funny and good stuff in it, but the exposition is delivered in these like long, boring scenes that I have to pay attention for or I don't know what's going on, but that all that's happening is just, let me tell you what's going on and nothing else. And then it's punctuated by like, and there'll be multiple of them, right? Like there's two of them in this movie where it's like, all right, let me catch you up on where we're at now, now that we've had these couple of action scenes. And it is just punctuated by these really overly long action scenes. Like this movie should have been fifty five minutes, and it was two hours
0: Un- <laughs> Jesus,
1: it's no, but for real. It's just like it's way, so little actually happens. The action scenes are so drawn out. It's just they lose me in in all of them quickly.
0: I will say that the part of this movie that does go on for a really like way longer than it needs to is the motorcycle chase because way. then it leads right into the airplane chase
1: the entire bit where they have to double back into berlin to get the book
0: to get the book yeah yeah
1: first of all the action scene prior to that was way too long
0: that's the motorcycle scene that's yeah. when they're decide- he's like uh brody's in cairo and he's like but the map is in excuse me <clears throat> but the map is in berlin i'm not gonna not do his his accent here. that
1: was not bad actually
0: yeah But but it also is an explanation of, like, it gives us more background on, like, why Indy's mom is not around. So that part I kind of do appreciate because it's like, this is an obsession, dad. I never understood it. and Neither did mom.
1: Yep. I really liked that. And they could have totally had that and cut. A minimum of yeah. like 45 minutes off of this movie. I, they could have done that and not had the whole Berlin side quest again. Like they should have just left that action scene and like gone to finish the movie. Or there should be more happening. This is my problem is like they go to do a thing and it's just like a 15 minute action scene. And I just think that I think it's more personal than it is an objective opinion on this.
0: No, and I'm actually kind of with you. I kind of am with you because I would have rather seen how they got out of the rally than another, like, three minutes of him killing these dudes on the motorcycles. Don't get me wrong, the jousting part was cool, and it was really funny to me to see Henry smile when he sees his son as, like, modern jousting. I thought Mm -hmm. that was really funny. But I love... The part. first of all a little fun fact for you guys in the berlin book burning rally um those are all every single nazi uniform shown in that scene is real they are authentic real nazi uniforms taken from the museum of uh i think it's london there's a or something i can't remember where they are but they took the british museum the british museum sorry yeah
1: i don't know that that's correct but that's the I don't think that is correct. That's the big museum that you're thinking of in London. But I don't know that's where any of that was.
0: Yeah, that's definitely not it. Anyway, they were real, authentic uniforms. And as I'm older, and I watch this with, like, more of a, like, historically understanding eye, I do feel that it is important to show this scene, like, the whole book burning scene. I will tell you right now, and we'll get into this a little bit later when we get into Elsa, but... I think her being in a Nazi uniform is fucking stupid, but that's neither here nor there. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like, how are you going to like say you're a Nazi sympathizer, but then cry when you're watching them all burn, burn books? That's so dumb.
1: Well, and this, so this is what I didn't like about her. We can move this right into her. Yeah. Um. Like I didn't realize that she was going to be a Nazi because I don't recall this film. So I was like, great. The, you know, the bond girl or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm like real not sorry for her. Like they try to make her sympathetic all the way up to the end. And it's like, oh, poor baby, you don't like the book burning? Yeah. That's what you have a problem with? You're well, a Nazi.
0: That's what I'm like. Why are you like shocked by this? Like, no, what the fuck, her. fuck I
1: I I didn't like the way the movie handled this. I I didn't like the way they handled the Nazi stuff at all. I didn't see why it had to I and okay, here's the thing. I have to like chill because if they made this today I would be like what the fuck like anything even approaching it I'm just like why and but I gotta recognize this is not today and I actually had to really like I actually like thought about it for a second when I was watching this because I'm like "All right, if this is made in 89 you know it's like you know the end of the war was in the early 40s you know it's not actually that far back there were plenty of people who had lived through world war ii though we're still alive at the end of the 80s you know yeah it's different now um you know another 30 plus years right but
0: well and that's why i'm saying like it is it is important to remember this does help show like where the world is headed because this is not world war ii is not active right now this is 1938 world war ii wouldn't start for another year
1: I guess that's right. I kind of wasn't... I just sort of assumed we were in the war because there were Nazis, and this takes place after Raiders, which also has Nazis, so it feels like it's the war. But yeah. you're right, it is the 30s. I just... When I say that about like how long it's been, I just more mean in terms of like that we're doing this at all.
0: Oh, I know, yeah. Like I can
1: understand why movies about Nazis were being made in the 80s and 90s, which they were, like Schindler's List, yeah. like, the, you know, I, movies about... World War II are still getting made obviously. We We're uh Nolan. Well, Dunkirk. okay, Saving Private Ryan was in the 90s, so I'm kind of putting it in the same bucket. Well, yeah. Um but or early Os, but very early Os. Uh Dunkirk was the one I was thinking of that's more mm-hmm. recent and then in like the mid 2000s we had Oh, what the fuck was the name of that movie? <sighs> Shit, with Brad Pitt and it was so good.
0: Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. God, I love that movie.
1: Yeah. But that was also done with um more flavor. Yes, and, it was. You know what I mean? Like it's that I just feel like if I'm just like, "Oh my god, why are we why am I watching a movie about the Nazis? I hate this." It's too like so- there's I just, you know what I mean, like in 2022 yeah. when we have like like the Proud Boys are a thing. I'm just like, no, I hate everything about this. Don't try to make her look sympathetic. Like, I hate that we're even yeah. talking about them. I just, you know what I mean? It's just like, it feels so done and I'm so done with movies about Nazis and I really had to remind myself a couple times watching this that like, th- this came out in 1989. Nobody's trying to hurt you, Lindsay. This. Like, you know <laughs> like, what I, mean? I was like no one's doing this today calm down this yeah. this is you are not in a in an amc right now like watching this.
0: well so like the only thing that i can think like and they if you're familiar with another really good movie that talks about the nazis is hellboy um i
1: haven't seen hellboy
0: oh you need to watch the one with ron perlman don't watch the new one with uh what's his name the guy that plays hopper
1: yeah, um, I'm aware that the new one was bad. I have seen maybe parts of the original one. Anyway, yeah, go on. It's either here or there. I didn't know there the, were Nazis in it.
0: They, they kind of use it as a setup. He's summoned by Nazi scientists in the, in the middle of World War II. But that's what I'm trying to get at is I feel like when writing this, George Lucas was like, Hitler actually did have science, divisions of scientists literally looking for religious artifacts. Like yeah, that we is talked a about this in Raiders, yeah. and, it's,
1: and it's it's a great setup for a movie, right? It what is. if they actually found the thing that did the thing? Like it, And that worked really well in Raiders. I mm-hmm. I didn't need them to be the villains here. I didn't feel like them being Nazis added anything. I don't feel like that element of it was really at the forefront. I don't feel like that's what this was about, of being like... And the Nazis looked for They were for just convenient, yeah. Stuff. It was just like, and it's the Nazis, and I'm like... But it was 1989 and of course it was the Nazis and I just have to like, let that be like I it's, but yeah, but I was not, I don't think that these movies ever really did enough with that concept. Like that true fact of the Nazis, they never did enough with that to warrant it, to make me tolerate it. I don't want to see them, especially not done in this way. That's like in between Inglorious Bastards and Schindler's List, right? Right. Like this thing that is just sort of, yeah, and then there were Nazis. And I'm like, mm, I don't hate this. I fucking hate this like sympathetic character in Elsa that they're trying to make us care about. Yeah. but She's an, an actual Nazi and it's not ironic. It's not supposed to be, you know, or the other, the other movie that I have not seen, but I understand is incredible is Jojo Rabbit. Oh my God, that Nazi movie star. is so I, good. It's very high on my list. Like I actually might watch that this week because um, I'm aware of that and I really love what's his name who made that movie?
0: <laughs> Taika YTT.
1: Thank you. Jesus Christ. Cause I was like, I know that I just saw something. Exactly. It's we've been doing like, that's why it's on my radar right now because of Thor coming out. So, um, it's not Jojo rabbit though. And it's, and I, cause I know what the tone of that movie is and I, it's not like a, an inglorious bastard. It's not yeah. ironic. And it's also not being taken seriously. And I fucking, hate it so that's why i didn't like elsa what i did like about elsa and where i actually laughed out loud in this movie was like before she's revealed as a Nazi, and they have this like confrontation in the hotel.
0: Oh, the hot sex!
1: Well, and she <laughs> so she like follows him into his room, right? And they're mad and they're yelling at each other, and then she slams the door. And Indy, like they have this quick look of Harrison Ford looking at the door after she shuts it, and you can see the gears turning in his brain where he's like, "We're gonna fuck." Yeah. <laughs> <He's> just- <laughs> That was funny. And you know it's gonna be angry and hot. And it's and he says, Oh, I don't like fast women. But I'm like, bro, we had this exact scene yeah. in Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Like this has happened to you already. Well,
0: and that was what I think I thought it was really funny that you called that back to Temple of Doom because he it's the scene that you're talking to is like when he's almost killed. By the assassin in his bedroom And then he goes into Willie's room To look for more assassins But Willie's like Oh you're here We're gonna fuck Like (laughs)
1: no dude which is how all women wait up at night thinking like hoping that Harrison, Ford yeah, Harrison circa Ford's 1989 gonna come through their door. Bust yeah. Through the door yeah I, I do after doing all these 80s movies I'm like dude. my dreams Harrison's gonna bust through fucking angry but it's <laughs> but it, but in 1989 and it's gonna be so rough and hot <laughs> like, and then we're gonna go on like a Lara Croft style adventure the following day where we, she's another character who kind of like goes into it like her heart's in the archaeology like, she wants it to yeah. be back in the museum, but she has to, like, murder countless innocents. People. To, yeah. yeah.
0: Like. The other archaeologists that are doing their job that were hired, they just happen to be hired by the wrong guy.
1: I mean, Grant and Sattler are in it for the science, too. Like, a lot of these too. types of characters are fully in it for the science. They just are, like, equipped to murder a dinosaur if they have to.
0: I will say that's that's the craziest part about it is Sattler, like, none of them actually kill... Any of the di- they don't. You got to see want- Fallen
1: Kingdom, my friend, or whatever it's called, Dominion, Dominion, the Dominion. new one, that Jurassic Park Six. So Jurassic, so, so furious. Jurassic,
0: so furious.
1: Spoilers for Jurassic Park Six, um, which I've already said to you, Scott. So, and yes, this is not the kind of spoiler you care about. But they do all come together to like straight murder a dinosaur and. I don't know that they actually kill it, actually. I don't think they do. But they scare it away real good. Like, they, everybody gets a hit in on a dinosaur. At one point, <laughs> Chris Pratt just grabs a Dilophosaurus by the face and just says, no. Says, you're not going to spit that at me. Fuck off. And he, like, kicks it and it runs away. He just says, no. We're not, we're not going down this way. This Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, somebody just grabbed one of these things by the noggin and said, no. Like a bad dog. (laughs) (laughs) Sent it on his fucking way. Jurassic Park 6 was, for the record, great. Oh my god. (laughs) Apparently. Anyway, that's what I liked about Elsa. Everything else I thought about her was I thought was terrible. And I did think it was both like Creepy and hilarious, and like, oh my god, this joke is still going on that like they both fucked her. Oh,
0: yeah, that Henry slept with her. Well, okay, so like, I love his, um, his the way he waves it off when they're on the, when they're waiting for the blimp to take off. He's like, it's reprehensible, dad. Like, you're old enough to be her, her grandfather. And Sean Connery literally just goes, yes, well, ships that pass in the night.
1: And I was like, that was so what? funny. Yeah. What? Like, I, that was the funniest through line of this whole movie was that, like, they had both screwed the same girl, yeah. which I, again, is like, wouldn't, none of this would be funny today at yep. all. And dude, but like, this, I, yeah. this was the like message of '89 that I was like, ah, good old days. <laughs> or Sean Connery could say shit like that in a movie theater. <laughs>
0: Well, and the way he like, he the way you even find out about it is probably one of the funniest deliveries of like, oh, I had sex with her too. He's like, it's when they come into the room and he's like, how did you know, dad? And he's like, what? How did you know she was a Nazi? She talks in her sleep. Yeah. And, and he just looks at him like, dude, what the fuck right now? <laughs>
1: I like, I just, well, and that's when, like, I took my note. I was like, is that what they're implying? Yeah. I didn't trust her. Why did you? It was like a low key question mark for me, but as the movie went on. I was like, oh, I see. Like, it's, this is like facts. Like this Yeah. Is canon. <laughs> what? Man, our transitions are great. Like moving they right are, on I like into it. It goes Henry. like right
0: into Henry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. This is all, you know, it's <laughs> so much easier when you have a cast of four instead of like 25 and the boys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure um, What's happening with Frenchy this week? <laughs> yes,
1: god fucking damn it. I it was like an empty Friday without the boys. But ongoing plug for weird. physical which is getting more and more like holy shit that show is so good. Um so Friday's not totally empty. But I I did like obviously Sean Connery is awesome because it's Sean Connery and he was great in this role and like the two of them together. And like, they're so iconic. Like I, I, this must've been really, really cool to go see live in in 89. Like this must've been so exciting.
0: Oh, for sure, dude. Just even like, cause you know that like Harrison Ford grew up watching like gold, like Goldfinger and like Dr. No and shit. So he was probably just like, holy fuck. But then Sean Connery was like, you were a part of like the biggest sci-fi movie trilogy of all time. Like holy fuck. <laughs> like I feel well, like they both were kind of And Indiana out about Jones
1: this. was a big deal, right? Yeah. And and Indiana Jones of course is like we said like based on uh Bond. Yeah. So him as Indy's dad must have been like I mean, I didn't even really Yeah think about it that hard now because we have so much crazier like meta crossover. Like, yeah, of course it's so-and-so who plays whatever, you know, like what it's uh right. Luke Hemsworth plays oh plays Thor Thor on in stage. In you know, like stage. we have stuff like that that's just like regular gags now. And it's like there there are other great examples of it, right? Where yeah. like uh, oh, okay like even in the flash on the CW even I mean here we go Oh That's when a Ezra Miller flash showed up. I know dude yeah <laughs> finally Not when Ezra Miller showed up a much more direct connection to this movie shocking I know for a flash reference but they have what's his name who played the flash in the 1990s show
0: Oh his dad
1: Plays Barry's dad and also plays like alternate universe flash Yeah where he is that version of the flash with that outfit mm-hmm. This is a guy who played for the record dawson's dad on dawson's creek which when i was watching the flash originally i was like who is this guy he's in everything <laughs> he's like this super famous dude and then i looked it up i was like oh he's in nothing he's the, he's dawson's, dawson's dad. dad that's dad. how that's and you feel like that's the end all be all of life like your 12 year old brain is like he's in everything And it's like-
0: dude you know what that feels like to me and i'm gonna tell her that i'm making this reference because it used i love it but i also like it irritates me Every time, like, before I moved out, um, every time I would go into the living room and Renee would be watching, like, something. She was always watching something different. She did, like, the randomize on Netflix. Um, so she was, like, always watching Ooh, something playing else.
1: playing dangerous.
0: I know. I'm like, what happens if you forget what happened in that show? But whatever. <laughs> so a lot of times she would be watching Modern Family. But then Pretty we started sure. watching Only Murder in the Building, which is an amazing show on Hulu. But I started noticing this weird fucking thing where Nathan Lane was just popping up everywhere. Like every show she was watching, Nathan Lane was in it. She was watching some other show that took place in like the colonial period, and he was fucking there. He was like, I can't remember the show. I'm gonna have to fucking ask her. But it, I was just like, dude, it's like Nathan Lane just like kept popping up in my life for like it a month. It might have and been
1: Sex in the City. Where you were seeing it. She if probably she was watching, w- well, Sex, was watching, in watching Sex in the City. I yeah, think. Nathan Lane was in Sex in the City for a while. That's funny. I mean, he kind of is in everything. And he's he kind is. of like almost like Ricky Gervais, but he's not Ricky Gervais. And he's yeah. like, yeah. Well, and
0: he's I'm not too familiar with Modern Family, but he's the other guy that uh adopts the 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 one kid, right? That tries yeah, he- that try to make friends with him.
1: Mm with their daughter with he's not Cam's one of the daughter. main cast he's one of cam and mitchell's friends
0: mitchell's friends that's right okay yeah yeah. yeah yeah, but they're like super wealthy and like pretentious and shit
1: yeah he's one of their like ridiculously flamboyant gay friends that like i can't remember all of his storylines but yes he is nathan lane is in my awesome. family
0: okay i just want to make sure i was remembering the right show
1: no you are but anyway, how fun and meta must this have been to oh, say Sean know. Connery is going to play Indiana Jones' dad? Because obviously the reference to Bond wouldn't have been lost on those audiences. Like, no, it's, definitely not. I, I think that that's super, super fun. And it, this is what made the movie better than the other movies. Like there was, it, even if it was only a couple of lines, there was like a through line about like their relationship to one another. Like yeah. Harrison Ford had the opportunity to act in a way that I thought was believable. Yeah. Um like, their contentious relationship was great. And I think that the movie needed more of it, frankly, but... um
0: Yeah, it's kind of a shame he comes in, like, halfway through the movie. Like, if he had been around for a little bit more...
1: It's just their use of screen time. It's just like, why didn't we have more character moments for the two of them and less action? And it's just not the movie that it is, you know? And it's just not... uh It's not particularly... I would rather something a little more to chew on, but I recognize that that's an opinion. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, I love that. It's just a, an action movie. You know? Well, and I mean,
0: is. I like, it's just good fun. And like, I love the John Williams score. And I actually like, whenever I'm driving and I'm going over a bumpy road, like I will, in my head, I will play that part when it's the motorcycle chase. I will play that in my head because I'm a fucking nerd like that. But. I just thought of another, like, excuse me, another like connection later in the movie, Sean Connery, the whole like motivation for Indy to actually go into the grail chamber and do the three trials is Donovan shoots Henry. Right. But here's like the clever little like connection. Donovan shoots Henry with a Walther PPK, which is the favored gun of James Bond. That's the gun James Bond always has.
1: That's funny. I would that's something I would never know.
0: I know. I just like I just <laughs> thought of that, right? It just like literally just popped in my head because I was thinking of like all his scenes.
1: There's a lot of connective tissue there. And especially when you think about like Tomb Raider didn't really exist, for instance. Like they like yeah, this kind yet. of he really is like the first, I think. Anyway. I liked how Sean Connery gave <laughs> Indy shit the whole movie.
0: Yes, he did.
1: <laughs> Much like I do to you. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it's great fun here at behind the timeline
1: <laughs> but they're super funny together i enjoyed this dynamic of like indy can't do anything right like his dad is always ragging on him oh, that's yeah. what i was saying earlier in the episode he's always an asshole to him everything he does i like when he says like when he's like you didn't seriously bring the book back here did you like where i sent it away from like you brought it back with you when you came to rescue me and he's <laughs> yeah. like maybe and he's like i should have mailed it to the marx brothers i was like oh god burn
0: dude i also like i do think that is like i love their dynamic and stuff and like when they're yelling at each other but they can't see each other because they're looking the wrong way when they're trying to like dad what dad what yeah to the fireplace but the one the one little thing i have with that part is i for indy is like hella smart right i don't actually get why he would need the diary on him. To rescue his dad
1: he doesn't
0: it, I, well that's what i'm saying like he doesn't need it physically on his person
1: no because george lucas wrote this and it doesn't actually make all that much sense yeah. like they you know what i mean like unfor- i hate to talk shit on lucas because i do have a lot of respect for lucas um no but saw, you have I, to like on. once have i told you that story
0: are you serious
1: uh-huh I can't believe I, I was getting my hair done because he lives up in Lucas Oh yeah, Valley. you saw him
0: across the street, right?
1: Right, yeah, and I walked right past him. He was getting a burger at this like excellent burger spot. I think Good. I've told this story. You have, before. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I got a lot of respect for Lucas. Like, I don't mean to talk shit. Like, I don't think George Lucas contributed enormously to society. He did, um, but he is a terrible writer. He is just such, just so bad. Like he has great ideas and stuff, but like the actual writing is usually really bad. I mean, that's what people say about the prequels, right? It's like, oh God, George Lucas wrote this. And it's totally how I feel about this movie. It's just like, of course he didn't need to bring the thing with him. It's the MacGuffin. They also didn't need to fucking go back for it. Uh, cuz he couldn't remember the three trials or whatever i'm like that's convenient you spent your whole life working on it. i wrote it down so i don't have to know what it is and i'm I like you have well, no, even found diary, the fucking so I grail
0: have to remember
1: well and of course he doesn't know where the grail is well result. yeah, I mean he, he's not yeah. he hasn't paid t- he hasn't even studied his notes. He hasn't paid attention enough to even have the vaguest idea of what's in there. Like I just'm like, what? It's just oh yeah because and he tells
0: him that it. when he gets there, he's like we found it on the shield like the second half of like where it is. And then his dad gets all pissed that he'd like never thought of it. He's like, we found it in Alexandretta. And his dad's like,
1: Alexandretta on the pilgrim trail from the Eastern Empire, of course. Yeah, he's barely trying. Like is yeah. definitely the smarter one in the group. I mean, other writings, like not great. Like it it just what it serves to do, which honestly you'd think Michael Bay wrote this fucking thing. <laughs> What it serves for is like let's just have continued fuck ups that just put us into the next action scene and let's have it go on for fifteen minutes and let's have yeah. like five of them and the movie's forty five minutes longer than it needs to be as a result because it's just the MacGuffin it's just the thing yeah. to get you to the next action scene and then like what uh, what I think they should have is less action and more like puzzle solving but and, and yeah. it, which again is like this is why this is my opinion this is not objective anything except for where it doesn't make sense and it's just uses a macguffin like there's well, better yeah. ways even to get to the action than what they have going on here
0: right me, you know
1: but whatever what i i just liked all their their little lines back and forth together yeah I they were great it, uh i thought i lost
0: your boy and then like indy is super winded from almost dying falling off a cliff with a tank yeah. and then his dad's like come on and he just like leaves him there
1: <laughs> Yeah, like, get up, like, stop resting, let's go, why are you taking a nap? It's like, dude, what are <laughs> you
0: sitting down? We're so so near the end.
1: Well, and I like that the, like, the grail chase has the character significance to yeah. the dad and the family, like, it's not just the thing, like, the grail isn't the MacGuffin, which is nice, and I like how in the end, like, first of all, it made no sense, that A, Andy's trying to rescue the Nazis still, which, boo, B... Indy immediately switches positions from where he's holding her hand and she's trying to grab the grail and then she falls to like, he almost falls and his dad grabs his hand and yeah. he's like, but I can almost reach the grail. And I'm like, dude, did you not just do this? Like, reach well, up and get out of this hole. What is wrong with you?
0: I think the I, that's actually my favorite scene in the whole movie uh, is when his dad actually talks to him like an equal and yeah, uses totally. his name Indiana. He doesn't call him Henry or Which Junior. He's
1: apparently Indiana was the dog. That was funny. <laughs>
0: Your <laughs> dude, John Reese Davies is so funny. The dog you are named after the dog. I feel I like John Reese Davies character is
1: like low key racist, but it's also like I like him, but I just am like I feel like this is probably racist.
0: Oh well, I mean, like he's their Cairo like friend or whatever, but he has. I feel like he also had more to do in Raiders than he did in this like this one he's kind of like more like comic relief and so was brody like brody was just like there
1: which one was brody
0: brody is the one where indy's like he speaks a dozen languages with any luck he's already found the grail and then immediately we cut to a shot of this idiot old white dude walking through the streets of cairo trying to ask if someone speaks And he's
1: on the horse in the end
0: yeah yeah, and yeah, he's the one yeah, that totally. <laughs> he's the one that's like you know Marcus. He got lost in his own museum once.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was. I mean, he, I, they all were there. There were a whole bunch of white guys in this movie, and I couldn't tell any of them apart from each other. And I was oh like, oh, yeah. I mean, I just that's these movies just like even though they're good, they're just not really for me. I just like because I had a good time. Like I texted you, I was happy watching this movie. Yeah. I just am like, who? What? I just, I can't, for all the sit down and explain the plot that they do, I, I don't fucking know who's who or what's going on. And then, <laughs> and then, and then it's a shootout and there's, and there's an animal and there's like 7,000 of them and there's, it, it Indiana Jones has a formula and it's not the greatest, but it's also not the best. I would probably prefer to watch an Indiana Jones movie to a Bond movie.
0: No, and that's why, and I get it. Like this is just more fun, right? Like this isn't. I guess it's
1: just if it's if it helps to contextualize, like where I'm at with this franchise, right? Of like, there are things I would choose it over, and it's totally not. It's not the best, but I did like the '80s practical effects. Oh
0: hell yeah, dude! Except for the snake at the beginning, that always bugged me. Even when I was a kid, I was like, "That's so fake." But like,
1: well, the snake and the rhino were super fake, but like that lion was real.
0: Oh yeah, that was all real.
1: What? How did they, like, all right, <laughs> I guess we get a real line.
0: The most CGI we get is the plane going through the tunnel with them and yeah. the birds flying into the plane. Which was also a really good scene. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. And I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking like legit. That yeah, he's that just cool. killed a guy in an airplane with a flock full of seagulls. And now he's strolling along the beach with an umbrella.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that scene. That was very good. Yeah. Um, All the stunt shows, it, it reminded me of the stunt shows at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember Go to the Rose at Disney World and in like MGM. Yeah, which it's, it's like them. the behind
0: the scenes, like how car explosions work or stuff like that.
1: Yeah, the stunt shows of like how the movies are made, right? Yeah. And it like it or or the Jaws ride or something like uh, it reminds me. It reminds me of some of the stuff from Universal as well. Like they I don't know. I guess there's a Universal in California. Um, yeah, I've is. I've never been to that one. I would always want someone in Florida. But yeah, like it, it definitely reminded me of that kind of thing. And like they're really on a boat right like oh yeah that's
0: real all of that is real and that's really harrison ford um
1: oh and you can tell because like i it's like compared to what we get now like okay like in an action movie now you've got like tom holland is up on wires and he's jumping between planes and like he's really (laughs) doing his stunts too like that's really tom holland right um but it's like some insane shit and when they do that like and it's a practical effect to an extent right obviously there's cg Obviously, he's not up on a plane, but a lot of it is, like, done and then put in with the CG. And, uh, but with this, it's, like, Harrison Ford, like, he, Flops like, jumps. onto the
0: other boat.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> it looks like me after a couple of white claws. Like, he, like, yeah. of this is, like, okay, I'm going to jump onto that boat. Like, there's no wires. He's not a gymnast. It's just, like, Harrison Ford, they're, like, all right, now jump to the other boat. And he's, like, like, <laughs> 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 like, that was pretty funny. Um, and I like the revolving door and the fire, like all the fire. Yeah, that is was good. Cool. It's all totally practical and real, and I like it. But I well, would, and like I- even the
0: motorcycle chase, like when he throws the the last of the flagpole through the guy's tire. First of all, I so I love MythBusters, like the show, and MythBusters actually did an episode about what would actually happen if you had done that to a motorcycle um and but in this movie like the motorcycle just goes like 11 feet into the air and the guy is like nowhere to be seen um but it just like it shows like oh we're never really gonna try this with like a real person we're just gonna throw this motorcycle in the air and i think that's what they did with a lot of the stunts in this movie was like how close to this boat propeller could we get this smaller boat before we actually like risk these actors lives
1: yeah for real <laughs> like health and safety on the set of an indiana jones movie was like oh dude minimal. osha would have hated this
0: movie like, yeah 100%. No
1: kidding. <laughs> i yeah it's uh but it's fun it's fun to watch for sure and i think for the record like i also would lose interest in like a ton of cg movie that had just this much we like most of the movie is either like let me stare at you and explain the plot or here's a really drawn out like 20 minute long action scene of Mm -hmm. just like the same shit over and over again for three movies i would get burnt out on that real quick even if it was like a marvel movie if that was how they were doing things that would be a superhero movie nobody wanted to go see if if spider-man just fucking sat down and was like all right here's the deal Here's the bad guy. This is what he wants. This is what we got to do. This is what I'm going to go do. And then it was like 45 minutes of like action, but no superpowers. I just, I would be not into that either. It's The story here and the character stuff in all three of these movies is limited. And I absolutely hated Elsa in this movie. So there was it, like for this being the best one, there was a lot that was not going for it. And I think it justifies my ultimate rating of this movie. We're like, it's not that I didn't like this. It's just, it's really just not that good. I, that's how I feel about Indiana Jones. End of the day. It, it honestly just isn't that good. I think there's gotta be a lot of nostalgia factor here for why people like these movies. Oh, for sure.
0: There absolutely is. Like this was a, I'm spending the night at my grandmother's house. Um, I'm going to put this on kind of thing. And this is another, we were talking about this with, um, I can't remember the other movie, but this is another movie where the VHS had ads. Before, like it had a Pepsi ad. Yeah, this you would pop it in, and the first thing you would—before, not during. No, yeah, before. So, like you would just press play or whatever, and you know how like Disney movies would do, like the coming soon. Oh, god, I love that sound.
1: I do. Yeah, I. Yep, that's a memory you can hear. I remember yep. movies that had commercials in front of the VHS, yes. I was Everyone's like, wait, during the movie?
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I get it. It's not Wayne's World. It's not hardcore product placement. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like people only do things because they get paid, and that's just really sad. And Garth's wearing, like, all Adidas shit. That's another one of my favorite movies. Anyway, I do have a couple fun facts for you guys. Two of them I did already drop uh, on you is the Nazi uniforms. Um... Oh, no, it was just the Nazi uniform. Sorry. But a major part of this, which they actually I thought was really cool, wove into the story. Um, In Harrison Ford's early 20s, he actually was in a car accident in Southern California, which is where the scar on his chin came from. So to like explain it, that's why he hits himself with the whip in the beginning on the circus train.
1: Which is like something no one's asking for anyone to explain. It's so funny that they put it in.
0: I know. I was just like, that's pretty cool that they like just were like, we need a reason for this. I guess because i've never wanted like in again with another george lucas movie but in episode three anakin has a scar over his left eye and no one's like where did he get that people are just like yeah they've been at war for the last three years like it makes sense he'd be fucked up
1: well i'm like who cares i have a scar on my forehead from falling off the bed when i was one awesome like it's not everything is like a battle
0: well yeah you know what
1: i mean like you could he could just have a scar like i'd never noticed it yeah it what I liked about that more so was that it showed that he wasn't very good with the web. Like yeah. it's, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, there's a story here of how he gets to be good at being Indiana Jones. I like could get why they made a TV show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, with the stunts, um, cause we were just talking about it, Harrison Ford actually did almost all of his, uh, own stunts. Most notably was the scene where, uh, he is trapped on the end of the destroyed gun barrel on the tank and he's about to get run into the, uh, the wall there. The basically what happened, those tanks were made, two tanks were made and they were made out of like aluminum and they only went like 10 miles an hour. So to make it look like they were going faster, crew members would stand at the top of the trench and just shovel dirt and rocks onto Harrison Ford as it was moving in a really like, quick manner and i'm like that's cool and everything but what happens when one crew member gets like a baseball-sized rock and it just knocks harrison ford out
1: well like i said health and safety
0: yeah it just like it's that like was something insane to be desired.
1: <laughs> and then the rats right the these rats, rats were all real dude. i well so this doesn't surprise me the snakes were real in the yep. first movie there's always like i said some enormous pit full of vermin in these movies and yeah. When I was reading your note on this, I was like, oh, I, w- I would say, thank God we're in the future and we don't have to do this anymore. Like we can, we don't have to do that with practical, ver- like actual fucking rats that are bred to do <laughs> yeah. this. Um, but, but Westworld has a fly wrangler on payroll. Dude, can so. you
0: please, I, so I read your note about that. can you please fucking explain that to me? What does that sentence mean? What is, what is the point of the fly wrangler?
1: No, flies are like a thing in Westworld and you'll see at the end of episode one, look out for the fly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of symbolism. So they've always had like, not all the flies are always real, but now in season four, we don't totally understand what's going on yet. I think, well, actually like, after last week, I think we do. Um, and we'll understand more after this, after tonight, but it's every like, Sunday, right? S- yeah. And okay. there's like, there's a thing now with swarms of flies, which is all I'll say, cause like spoilers for Westworld. Now, I'm not trying to tell you like anything about what's going on in right. Westworld right
0: now. No, Westworld. I don't want right. you to, I, I do actually want to watch <laughs> um, this.
1: Yeah, it's real good, but there are sw- swarms of flies is now a thing, and so they have, like, what they said in, like, the special behind the scenes is, like, yeah, the giant swarms where there's, like, a million flies um, is CG, but they do have some real flies. Like, there are, like, and they have, like... You you'll have to watch it. I I don't I can't really describe it too much without spoiling you. Yeah, but for don't. those who are watching Westworld, you know what I'm talking about with like the pipelines of flies in the last episode and like the and so they have like oh there's a million flies back there, but like 50 of them will be real flying up against the glass or whatever to make it, it similar to in Jurassic Park where. They use practical effects. Obviously, the dinosaurs aren't real, but you know what I mean? Right, Um, yeah. And they use enough practical effects that they don't have to build the whole T-Rex to run across the street. They just build the head, and then when they do the CG, T-Rex walks across the street and you see its whole body, your brain is more likely to believe it because you've seen a little bit of it. The real part, yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. That's why Jurassic Park holds up today. Even though the CG is objectively bad, that's why it holds up. Anyway... Indiana Jones supposedly is what we're... I swear to I'm like not sorry we're done with this franchise it was good it was fun it was all right I'm not totally sorry it's it's over it did get this PG-13 rating it I think did that's the last thing we were gonna say on fun yeah Fact. so
0: well so like I we didn't mention it but there were over two thousand rats bred for this movie they were not real they didn't they had to be specifically bred because using regular like show rats or whatever had the potential to carry diseases. And these rats were, like, on the actors. Like, they were fucking all over Elsa. But, yeah, the last little thing. um, This is the first Indiana Jones movie to receive the MPAA rating of PG-13, which is a direct result of the absolute gruesome and horrifying shit that went down in Temple of Doom.
1: Yeah. I thought Temple of Doom it wasn't pg-13 but it after that movie started like they introduced it after they were like oh fuck
0: they're like dude we can't have people just like eating monkey brains like we can't just do this
1: (laughs) yeah like there has to be something in between
0: yeah um but yeah i think i think it's fair enough that we get to the rating now
1: yeah what did you give this
0: i so this is i'm gonna have to agree with you on this nostalgia factor thing like i give this like a low eight like an eight solid like a solid eight it's fun, it's funny to me. It's got great music. Um I love the action as far as like <clears throat> I remember quotes from this all the time at random moments. But like the action is really good. I remember the boat fight, um and the motorcycle and stuff like that. But having watched this with like a critical eye, I'm like this movie does have a lot of problems. It's it, it, not perfect. Yeah, it it was this, like, really good wake-up call for me. Um, The weakest part of it, honestly, has to be, like, the choice and delivery of certain story, like, necessities. Like, he... It looks like he's gonna get kidnapped by these guys, but then he's just, like, boom, the next scene he has no idea. It's almost like he... They shot the scene like, and then you got teleported into this room because right. the first time we see him, he's just kind of like looking around like, how the fuck did I get here? Indy? Yeah. When in the room, when Donovan's explaining to him the manuscript about how the, the night found and like basically like Donovan. Oh, I don't know how he up. got
1: into that room. I couldn't tell you. He left school. And then all of a sudden
0: the three men like surrounded him in the car. And then Donovan walks into the room and he's like, I trust my men. Weren't too forward with you, and Andy's like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" <laughs> like,
1: all right, they like kidnapped him.
0: Yeah, and that I guess there's like a deleted like, scene why? where they were supposed to have like roughed him up or something, and then they were like, "No, that doesn't make sense." He's what like, none of it makes sense. This,
1: this is a, George fucking Lucas, dude.
0: Yeah, but that's like I think that's like my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the opening. I love that <laughs> um, it does a great job of showcasing that Indie has always been about returning it's not about like glory seeking or anything like that. He just wants to do right by the people who should be inheriting these artifacts that he finds, which is why, and we see that in Raiders when he's like, where the fuck is the Ark? Like, why are we not like giving this to the people? But then like the grail gets oh, lost dude, and all so that shit. He's He is. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's not because he had like rough and heavy sex with Elsa. And like, <laughs> like, you know.
1: Yeah, he did. He did have sex with the Nazi in this movie. It's, it is irrefutably true. And that, that's my least favorite part about this whole thing. And I just like, Elsa, it's, just to all of it, just the setting. I'm like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. There's other people to fight. What's why I just, it's just not really my jam. I gave this thing a seven. Yeah. Um, which I felt like was like, cause it's not, it's not horrible, but it's Mr. Blue. Get out of here um yeah it's not it's not horrible but it's it definitely has its problems it was for sure my favorite of the indiana jones movies
0: yeah and when we get into the crystal skull it'll still be
1: i believe you entirely (laughs) i just can't not watch that i'll be pissed about it when we get there don't worry i'm sure like who knows maybe it'll be so bad that we won't actually review it like i'll watch it and i'll just be like what the fuck and we'll come in (laughs) on on some other episode and i'll be like can you believe how bad it was who knows who knows
0: maybe we'll pull a morbius
1: Yeah, just mention it in the next episode. Just kidding. (laughs) I know we've been talking about it since the inception of the podcast. We will not be covering Crystal Skull. I know. It's totally possible. But I just uh, just think Lucas could have done better on this whole franchise, but it was cool and it was fun. And like I said, I would rather watch this than a bond movie. And I don't hate James Bond. I just, I really think this whole thing is not my genre. And I don't think that that makes it bad. And that's why it's getting a seven and not like the four and a half that you would think I'd give this movie. Like straight up. Like if I, this could go on, this could have gone way lower, but I do think it was a lot of what I didn't like is that it's just not, it's just not my taste. Um, yeah, because which because the fine, action yeah. is kind of interesting like you can follow it it's not a big giant battle that you don't know what the shit is going on like you can for sure follow the action and there are things that are happening and he's like puzzle solving to an extent while he's fighting like there yeah. are things about this that are good i just you know for the record but it's not it's not totally for me so i couldn't put it up above a seven but take us out of here i, think I will take us out that's out of about here. all we got for for today
0: for today yeah um yeah as always thank you guys so much for joining us tonight we hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something uh be sure to join us next week on tim burton's batman starring michael keaton and jack nicholson be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social medias you can find those links for the sites and the social medias in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast we would love you forever Uh, We encourage you to follow us on Patreon and check out the websites for all the timeline goodies, past, present, and future. But until next time, guys, stay nerdy.